الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم انه من يتق ويصبر فان الله لا يضيع اجر المحسنين صدق الله العظيم most respected ulama kiram brothers and elders what was recited now was the one portion of an ayat of surah yusuf in this ayat allah tbarak wa taala mentions that innahu may yattaqi wa yasbir fa inna allaha la yudhi'u ajra al-muhsinin this is the statement that yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam made at a very crucial point in time when he had gone through many many situations many tests many trials and now he had after having gone through all these various issues when he was in power and the people who had been at the forefront of trying to harm him trying to do all kinds of things to kill him they were at his mercy and now they are seeing in front of their eyes that how the tables have turned at that time yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam made the statement and declared that innahu may yattaqi wa yasbir fa inna allah la yudhi'u ajra almuhsinin the person who adopts taqwa and sabr taqwa and sabr allah taala will not allow the efforts of those who are doing good to go astray go in vain let alone allow it to get wasted let alone allow it to just get lost somewhere in the life of yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam there were tests one after the other and at every test and every juncture where there was some kind of challenge then he maintained taqwa and sabr allah taala then showed the end result in this very dunya already the real place is the akhirat but in this very dunya already allah taala showed what is the end result of taqwa and sabr yusuf alayhi salatu wasalam was still a very small child when his mother passed away so he already went through the separation of the test of separation from his own mother and now he's brought up by his aunt then when he's grown up a little he comes to stay with his father and the father in that time already being the nabi of allah taala himself the yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam already he can see the signs of that nobility that is going to shine through the child it's already shining because he too was already in the line of nubuwwat he was going to be now all also be crowned with nubuwwat so already this was visible to yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam and due to this this very great attachment and love became apparent from him so something beyond his control 
that he had such a deep attachment for this child compared to all the other children. But as a result, Yusuf became the target of the jealousy of the others. So he went through the first test of, in a way, becoming orphaned by the loss of his mother. Now the target of jealousy from his brothers through this test. The Quran Sharif is not for the sake of storytelling. The Quran Sharif doesn't quote or mention the incidents of the Anbiya for the sake of some kind of historical interest. As a historical record, something happened and well, this is the history of it. No, it's, these are lessons of life. These are lessons and principles of life. This is the principle. At the end of all this, the principle and the prescription for anybody till Qiyamah. Whoever comes to Qiyamah, he's going to live in dunya. And dunya, dunya is a place of challenge. Dunya is not a place of Jannah. Neither is it Jahannam. But dunya is a place of test. And in the test, the issue is how does a person fare in the test? Then the reward comes after the test. The reward comes when the result is out. The real reward only comes then. And the real reward will only come in the akhirat. The test result will come out on the day of Qiyamah. Part of that result will already come in the Qabr. But dunya is a place of test and any person till Qiyamah is going to come, is going to live in dunya. So the same principle by which Yusuf loved and succeeded, Allah Ta'ala endorsed that principle till Qiyamah. إِنَّهُ وَيَصْبِرُ The one who will adopt taqwa and sabr. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ He went through the first test. Though as a child, but nevertheless, a test, quite a, a very major test. Then the test of this, obviously that manifested itself in various ways. And that came to the peak when he was now taken and thrown into the well to die. So this test of being, of an attempt on his life. All these are tests that people, sometimes somebody goes through one test, somebody goes through another test. Somebody goes through some test of separation, somebody goes through test of oppression. Here one person is going through everything. One person is going through all these various tests which people sometimes might go through once in a while. Somebody will go through one thing and somebody through another thing. Now here there's an attempt on his life. So the test of that, this oppression, severe oppression. Then somehow he is saved from that with the fazl of Allah Ta'ala. So now when he ends up getting saved out of that, then those who are his own brothers, who are meant to be his protectors in a way, those who are meant to be taking care of him, he endures the test of betrayal at the hands of his own near and dear ones. That now, instead of now protecting him, one is that they made an attempt on his life, now then they betray him further and now sell him off as a slave. So one is this betrayal of making an attempt of his life, selling him off as a slave. But then again in this is the test of major worldly humiliation. 
being sold off as a slave. A slave had no position of any sort in society. He was at the lowest rung of society. So when a person has been made a slave, he has been now really humiliated. He has now become in the category of merchandise, a commodity, being bought and sold. He has no place in society as any kind of position or anything. And by who? By his own brothers. And then the humiliation of وَشَرَوْهُ بِثَمَنِمْ بَخْسِمْ تَرَاهِمَ مَعْدُودًا It was like just getting rid of him. In a very paltry sum. Very, very few coins they just sold him off. So now this was like rubbing salt in the wound. All these things happen in dunya. Somebody gets uh, challenged in one way, somebody in another way. Somebody is somehow being humiliated by somebody. Somebody is becoming the target of someone's jealousy. Someone is becoming uh, the target of someone's oppression. So now one thing after the other. Now he's sold off as a slave. And then he comes through to the house of the minister. The palace of the minister. In this place now he's a, nothing but a slave. And he has to do the bidding of his masters. Here he becomes the target of the illicit passion of somebody. And he himself is put through this test and challenge of temptation. All these are different challenges. Whether it's a challenge of oppression, whether it's a challenge of temptation. But in this challenge also, Qala Allah. Whereas everything, there was really no barrier for him, apart from the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. In such a situation, he's far away from his own land, nobody knows him there, neither he has any family, parents, brothers, aunts, uncles, nobody. Nobody knows him. He's just a slave. And if a slave does something like this, nobody really makes an issue about it on the slave. A slave is a slave, you can't expect much out of him. That is the general manner in which people think. And therefore, when the wife of the minister tried to do something, and the message went out, the rebuke came against her. What's wrong with this wife? She's the wife of the minister. And she is trying to seduce a slave. What's wrong with her? Everybody turned their attention to her. Nobody turned their attention to Yusuf Because that was her position. She was never expected to do something like this. The slave, nobody thinks twice. So from his position, there was really no barrier. But the barrier was the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Qala ma'ad Allah. Now in this midst of this challenge of temptation, إِنَّهُ And now when he adopted that taqwa and sabr, he went through the next, next test. The next test of the slander, the false accusation. That now when everything just suddenly breaks open and that what's going on here? So now the wife of the minister turns the whole thing upside down and says, well, he tried to do something to me. Now, in this midst of all this, one challenge after the other. So now in order to just hush everything up, they throw him unjustly into prison. What is prison? 
the difficulties of prison life, all this. But in every instance, he is living by this principle. إِنَّهُ مَيَّتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرُ How much of sabr? Dunya is dunya. We have to keep asking Allah Ta'ala for afiyat. But often we become too hasty when something happens. We are nowhere near the caliber of the Ambiya We can't even dream of that. But the same principle in our capacity applies to us. And often we want things to happen at the press of a button. Dunya doesn't happen like that. Dunya, Allah Ta'ala has set certain principles. Yusuf Salam now has come, he's been thrown into prison. And now this whole time in prison, seven years, and then that got extended further. But the same principle, When all this happened and the time passed, and he didn't waver, but it wasn't a small amount of time. It was a considerable time. Now when all this has happened, now the time comes for the tables to turn. And Allah Ta'ala brings him out of prison with utmost respect. That the very people who were accusing him, slandering him, Allah Ta'ala made the truth come out from their own mouths. Now, the same woman who accused him, slandered him, now when the matter comes in front of the king, Yusuf is asked to come bring the, first he gives the interpretation, all these are details, no time to go in those details now. There was a dream that the king saw, Yusuf interpreted it, and the king said, bring this person, he said, no, I'm not coming out. You first find out, what was the story about those women who cut their hands? So in any case, now the matter came forward, what went on here, what was the problem here? So now that this issue came up, the very person who accused him, From the very tongue that accused him, the truth came out. And that truth which now implicated herself, no, no, I was wrong. I openly admit it now. I was trying to do the haram. But first, he remained completely pure of it. He was completely truthful. Truthful to Allah Ta'ala, obviously. And he was even truthful to the person who was his benefactor in terms of dunya. When this temptation came and this woman tried to seduce him, his immediate response first, Allah. I seek the protection of Allah Ta'ala. How can I ever? ever think and ever imagine such a thing. And then further than that, that is the main thing, but just if a person can't think that high, which is the real direction to focus, but then there is some degree of just human nobility. That innahu rabbi ahsana maswai, that my guardian He's kept me so nicely here. She's referring to the minister. That he has kept me with izzat, with honor. He has treated me well. Is this how I repay his kindness? That now I come with khianat with his own wife? So one is the real thing and the main thing. That the attention towards Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. But then just on a lower level, that too should keep a person conscious of what he's doing and what he's supposed to be doing. But now when all this has come 
passed to the point now when Allah Ta'ala has made the tables turn, what happens? The person who was making the accusation, making the slander, she herself now expresses it openly. He is truthful. He did nothing wrong. So what, what turned the tables? Now all this happened that Yusuf is now given that dominion, that power on that whole land. This didn't happen overnight. It happened after a long whole period of time passed. And one test after the other. And now Allah says we gave him that dominion over that earth. That he became the minister of the whole treasuries. But in that period of time, the minister of the treasury was like the prime minister. There's one position under the king. And the king also became so... Uh, he just got so taken on with Yusuf's character and his whole... His trustworthiness and everything else. He was so enthralled by this, so overtaken by this, that he basically handed the entire rule to him. He was just there by name. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in this ayat. وَكَذَلِكَ مَكَّنَّا لِيُوسُفَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَتَبَوَّأُ مِنْهَا حَيْثُ That Now it was his, his rule. What he wished, that was, he, as he commanded it happened. So one moment, the person is in the depths of the well, being thrown in there to be, to die off. And here Allah Ta'ala brings him onto the height of the throne of Egypt. And Fir'aun was on the throne of Egypt. Allah Ta'ala threw him into the depths of the sea. But the ocean also didn't accept him, threw him out. So now that he's on this level of this throne, and this power, and this might, and this rule, and يَتَبَوَّعُ مِنْهَا حَيْثُ يَشَاءُ he can now just command that it will happen. People will be all running to and fro to get it done. Allah Ta'ala says, نُصِيبُ بِرَحْمَتِنَا مَنْ نَشَاءُ وَلَا نُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ We grant our rahmat and our mercy to whom we wish. But there's a principle that Allah Ta'ala mentions. وَلَا نُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ We don't allow the efforts of and the reward of those who are doing good. We don't allow it to go in vain. We don't allow that to be wasted. That is fully preserved. And the benefit of that comes in dunya. But dunya is a very small place. The real place is akhirat. So now he's got this power, he's got this kingdom, got this rule. And now comes the time when those same brothers have to be at his feet like beggars. Now this was a very big test as well. Sometimes you only understand some things as a test. We understand poverty as a test. And yes, it's a test. We understand oppression as a test. And indeed it is. We understand all these other challenges that happen in life as a test. And indeed they are challenges. And they are tests. But likewise, power is a test. And a very, very delicate test. Because when a person is down and out, he naturally is humble. When a person is in power, then to control that Pride and keep it at abeyance and not to allow that pride to overtake a person is a very big challenge. It's a very big test. When a person has the authority and not to misuse it, not to commit any oppression on anybody with it, it's a very big test. 
And now and these brothers have come like beggars to him. This was the time that he could have exercised that power by taking revenge. But, إِنَّهُ مَيَّتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And this didn't happen again in one night. It was a span of 40 years from the time he got separated from Yaqub And in that time he was being, somehow the information was also coming through about the grief that Yaqub is going through. And the extent to which he was grieving over the separation, one is the sabr that he made. The sabr, fasabrun jameel. He declared that right at the outset. When the time when already Yusuf was snatched from him. And now this false story was brought about. The wolf devoured him. He immediately already read through it. There is no truth in this story of yours. But fasabrun jameel. Fasabrun jameel. That sabr where a person complains to none but Allah Ta'ala. From the outset he said it. The involuntary expression of some grief, some pain, by means of a person, he'll end up crying. He'll feel some emotion within him. That's involuntary. But he doesn't exceed the bounds that Deen has placed. Somebody is very sensitive, he'll be in greater pain. Somebody is Mashallah got a very strong heart. He might not feel so so emotional. But then it just depends what was the degree of love and attachment to something, someone. But in all that, that becomes a further test. That somebody has a very, very sensitive nature, very soft hearted, but yet his complaint is to Allah Ta'ala alone. And he is not exceeding the bounds in any way. He is not saying anything out of turn. He's not complaining against the decree of Allah Ta'ala. Razab al-Qada. Yes, whatever is the, my lot, whatever is my situation, but my Allah's wisdom is profound. I will keep asking for afiyat, keep making dua, keep begging Allah Ta'ala's help, but complete submission to His will. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed, Allah Ta'ala's wisdom is profound in everything. Allah Ta'ala is Hakim and Hakim. He is an absolute controller and ruler of everything. And he is the all wise. Allah Ta'ala's hikmat, how I am going to be able to fathom? I can't fathom one minute fraction of it too. Total submission. Yes, dua will continue. Whatever efforts a person can make to better his lot will continue. But total submission to Allah Ta'ala. But the principle of this 40 years passed like this. Now, after all this 40 years, now the time comes, Allah Ta'ala gives the permission, okay, reveal your identity now. So now when those brothers come for the second time, and now he reveals his identity, and they get a shock of their lives, anta Yusuf? Really? I, is it you? The same Yusuf we threw down in the well? The same Yusuf we sold off as a slave? The same Yusuf we didn't have any kind of consideration also for a paltry sum, for a meager sum, Totally like, they had no interest in him, just get rid of him. The same person, you today on this position and this authority, yes, إِنَّكَ لَأَنْتَ يُوسُفُ قَالَ أَنَا يُوسُفُ وَهَذَا أَخِي قَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا 
Allah Ta'ala has showered His grace upon us. But that grace is not confined to us. Perhaps somebody might think, well, okay, this was confined to him. That this grace of Allah Ta'ala was confined to him. He was, after all, the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala and all the various other great qualities Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. So this was something exclusive to him. No, no, that was the answer now that's been given. And perhaps somebody might think this is confined to him. The answer to that question already has been given. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ That yes, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us tremendously. Allah Ta'ala showed His favor and grace upon us. It's not confined to us. It's confined to nobody. It is based on this principle. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يَتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ The person will adopt taqwa and sabr. Taqwa and sabr. Every step of life, taqwa and sabr. What is this taqwa all about? Very, very simple. It's been just brought down to the essence. All the details are brought down to the essence in these two things. Taqwa and sabr. Everything is encompassed in it. Taqwa that a person doesn't disobey Allah Ta'ala. It's time for salah. Not to perform salah is the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So now he doesn't get in that disobedience. It is his zakat is compulsory now to discharge. The time has come not to discharge the zakat is disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So he doesn't allow that disobedience to happen. It is the month of Ramadan not to fast is disobedience. He is in his business to not disclose the fault of the merchandise to the customer is disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So he doesn't get involved in that. To take interest, to give interest is the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Doesn't get involved in that. He is anywhere in the, whether at his workplace, whether he's out on the street, to cast some haram glance, or whether he's in the privacy of his home, and he's looking at some filth on his phone, all this is disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So, innahu mayyattaqi. So a person who adopts that taqwa, he doesn't get into this. But in order to be on that taqwa, that sabr is required. That temptation is there. Now that taqwa to be muttaqi, that sabr will be required. Innahu mayyattaqi wa yasbir. That temptation is there to do the wrong, but he's adopting the sabr. He's bearing that pain on his heart, but not breaking the command of Allah Ta'ala. So when this continues, and this is a process, and it carry on, and he's repeatedly breaking his heart, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Because sabr, sabr is a... There are bitter gulps that he has to take within himself. But those bitter gulps bring the sweet result. Those bitter gulps that he takes within himself, by gulping down that temptation, not venting it, not giving into it. It's a bitter gulp. Strong temptation. And he says, I will not give in. And he's quietly... Suppressing it. It's that anger that's welling up. And now that anger he wants to vent it. But now he's remembering all the ahadith and all the virtues of restraining that anger. Man imana. The person who can vent his anger, but he's suppressing it out of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. For the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with peace and iman. So now he's suppressing that. That's a bitter gulp. 
That kalp requires sabr. The result of this will be فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ This muhsinin comes from ihsan. What is this ihsan? One is the ihsan that we sometimes use. It's used in so many different... It's originally from Arabic. It's used in the Urdu language. It's used in... Sometimes in English also a person will talk about ihsan. You use the word ihsan. The favor somebody did. Somebody needed some help. And somebody did that. Helped him out. That person did a very great ihsan upon me. I was in need of some help. And he came and helped me out. I was stuck on the road and the person came and stopped and he assisted me. His great ihsan upon me. Somebody taught us something. This person's ihsan upon me. I knew nothing, he taught me this. Somebody did some other good for us in some way or the other. So now that's ihsan. That is one ihsan. But in the terminology of the Quran and Sunnah, where in these contexts, the word ihsan comes. And this is in a different, different meaning that it is used. This ihsan, one is the level of muraqaba. There are various ways in which this is explained, but this is the explanation of various muhaddithin. Ihsan in the level of muraqaba means that a person when this constantly adopting this taqwa, is now being tempted to do something, but he's not giving in to that. It's time for salah and there's some laziness creeping in, but he's not allowing that laziness to come in the way. He's waking up at the time of fajr. It requires that sabr. But he's making that sabr and he's proceeding to the masjid for salah. He is in the midst of all his work, whatever it is. But the muazzin has called the azan. So now everything must stop. I must answer the call of the muazzin. This is the invitation from Allah Ta'ala. The muazzin is merely relaying Allah Ta'ala's invitation. Come what may, I have to answer this. I cannot ignore this. So he now leaves everything. Sometimes that requires a lot of sabr. That taqwa and sabr. And when this continues, when this continues over time, this builds up to the level of ihsan. That first level of ihsan being the level of muraqaba. The muraqaba level is simply this, that a person then starts becoming conscious all the time that Allah is watching. Whoever he is, whatever he is doing, that all the time he is conscious, Allah is watching me. Because this ibadat of this mu'min is 24 hours. One is the ibadat in the form of salah, that is the farz ibadat that he has to perform. And the ibadat when he is out of salah is also ibadat. But now he still has to be obedient to Allah Ta'ala. Stay away from the haram, whatever else. So all the time he is conscious, Allah is watching, Allah is aware. But this becomes his condition, and constantly this awareness of Allah Ta'ala has developed, then it becomes very difficult to sin. Not that it just becomes easy to stay away from sin, it becomes difficult to sin. But then even this is not the ultimate then when this continues, this taqwa continues, this sabr continues, this level of muraqaba then goes beyond to the level of mushahada. The level of mushahada, this is, there's no way that this can be explained and described. The words don't explain anything in reality. But as if he can see Allah Ta'ala, we can never do this. Allah Ta'ala, we can never and never should try to bring anything in our imagination. What this simply means is that he sees the 
manifestation of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala in everything. When he stands in front of a flower, he doesn't see the flower. He sees the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala in the flower. When he stands at the shore, he doesn't just see the waves rolling. He sees the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala making those waves roll. And when he sees those birds, he doesn't just see birds flying and in that formation sometimes. And what an amazing sight it is. But he, he sees, أَوَلَمْ يَنْظُرُوا إِلَى الطَّيْرِ فَوْقَهُمْ صَافَاتِ وَيَقْبِذُمْ مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّ إِلَّا الرَّحْمَانِ Who's keeping it aloft? مَا يُمْسِكُهُنَّ إِلَّا الرَّحْمَانِ He sees the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala keeping it aloft. In everything he starts seeing the manifestation of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent that he also doesn't just look at what's happening in front of him, he sees the hand behind it. That something has happened, somebody said something, somebody did something, somebody whatever. He looks beyond that. Allah Ta'ala made this happen, there's something for me in it. There's some lesson for me in it. Or there's some rectification of my life in this. There's some ibrat for me. There's some islah of mine happening. There's some surgery taking place from within. But somebody will get used for somebody. So now when he starts focusing in this manner, then he just keeps progressing and this becomes his life. That he is now constantly in the awareness of Allah wa ta'ala and he is in the consciousness of all the time, he is conscious of Allah wa ta'ala. Such a person then becomes protected from sin. Becomes protected from the disobedience of Allah ta'ala. This person's actions then keep taking him closer and closer to Allah ta'ala all the time. Now this is the principle, this is the principle of life. Yusuf went through all this. From that orphan, being an orphan, and how he was treated, and what went on, his own brothers, what they did, and then in the depths of that well, and then being sold off as a slave, and that humiliation, and then the false accusation, and then being thrown into prison. And one thing after the other. Those kind of tests which whole communities maybe combined might go through it. Somebody one thing, somebody another thing, and a third person a third thing. Everything one person went through. But in all that time, there was no complaint against Allah Ta'ala. There was no complaint even to the mankind about what my issue is. When the brothers of Yusuf after they came, and then that other brother of theirs, Binyamin, they had to leave him behind. All the details behind it, we just, they had to leave him behind also and come. And now they come and give their father the news. What do we do now? Yusuf got lost long time. Now Binyamin had to stay behind as well. So, Yaqub was insan also, being a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, but he was insan, he was human being, he also had the feelings of a human being. So now this was a feeling that hit him again. Another son. But the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, فَتَوَلَّا anhum." وَقَالَ يَا أَسَفَا عَلَى يُوسُفُ وَبْيَضَّبْ عَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْحُزْنِ فَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ Now they came and gave him this shocking news again. But first what he did, he turned away. He turned away and then expressed his grief. Now why he turned away first? Why did he turn away? Mufassirin explained he turned away first because if he's going to say it face to face to them, it should not appear that he's complaining to Ghairullah about his problem. So he turned away. Now it doesn't mean that if a person expressed some difficulty to somebody, 
that is haram, it is a sin. No. But this is that level that they were on which they are giving us a lesson. And we are not anywhere close to that level. One is we will perhaps mention to somebody, this is my difficulty, try to take some advice from the person, how do I now negotiate through this? How do I get my bearings again? How do I try to come out of this problem? By all means. And that is something to always do. To take guidance of how to correctly handle the situation. Because often, in that moment of haste, a person makes decisions, hasty decisions, which then become very complicated. And he sometimes creates disasters. So as difficult and complicated is it, but a person should never make hasty decisions. Take the time to make mashwara with whoever we have confidence in, who can give us that direction and guidance. And then after having taken the mashwara, making istikhara, begging Allah Ta'ala's help to be rightly guided in the decision, and then a person makes decisions. People make hasty decisions and then regret it. So that is not impermissible. But the lesson in all this, that that sabr requires that a person resign himself to Allah Ta'ala. And he makes an effort within his capacity. He'll make dua, he'll make istikhara, he'll make mashwara, he'll do whatever is possible to do. But he will still be, his heart will be connected to Allah Ta'ala. No complaint against the decree of Allah Ta'ala. And the dunya is dunya. Allah Ta'ala will make it apparent in dunya as well. But dunya is a very, very minute place. The real place is akhirat. But this principle, you have to live by this principle. إِنَّهُ مَيَّتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ And throughout all the eras, the time of Rasulullah wasallam, thereafter the Sahaba Ikram, the Tabi'een, the Tabi Tabi'een, right through, you'll find this being manifested everywhere. Allah Ta'ala giving this glaring example from time to time. That those who lived with this taqwa and sabr, taqwa and sabr, they went through tests. But taqwa and sabr, the table turns. Rasulullah is digging the trench with the Sahaba Ikram. And they notice some stones tied to his belly. And they realize after a while it comes, becomes known for three days he hadn't had anything to eat. There was nothing available. For three days nothing was available to eat. And who is this? The greatest of the creation of Allah wa ta'ala. And in order to cool the pangs of that hunger, Nabi Islam has got stones tied to his Mubarak belly. But in all that, Nabi Islam sees the Sahaba and sees that difficulty that they are undertaking in that very severe winter with this extreme hunger and the very difficult task of digging the trench. All this combined in that severe cold extreme hunger that they are tying stones to their bellies to say, say it. And this one is now in all that to a person can be just sitting quietly and lying down somewhere. So in that condition now to be doing this very hard labor of digging a trench. And Nabi Salaam sees this entire scene and what is his comes out of his Mubarak lips. Allahumma la aisha illa aishul akhira faghfir al-ansara wal-muhajira. Allah, the real life is a life of akhirat. Allah, forgive the muhajireen and ansar. They are undertaking all this for your pleasure. 
Allah, you forgive them. Their response when they hear this from Rasulullah No complaints that you're putting us through all this. Why is this going on? No question, why is this going on? After all, you're the most beloved of Allah wa ta'ala. Why is this going on? Their response is, نَحْنُ الَّذِينَ بَايَعُوا مُحَمَّدًا عَلَى الْجِهَادِ مَا بَقِينَا أَبَدًا We have already put our hands and pledged to Rasulullah Wasallam. We will strive alongside him as long as we got the last breath. Till our last breath we will be alongside him. Striving for Allah Deen. So dunya is dunya. Dunya has its challenges. This is the principle. For the ease of dunya also, it will bring afiyat in dunya as well. Sometimes something happens, there are some issues, like all these challenges, whether it is pertaining to poverty, hunger, whether it is from the issues of people, how somebody is treated from sometimes his near and dear ones, whether it is somebody oppressing him from outside, whether it is false accusations, slander, whether it is some kind of other humiliation, which he is not responsible for, unduly is being put onto him, or whatever else comes away. The way to pass through that is mayyattaqi wa yasbir. Innahu mayyattaqi wa yasbir. Shaitan will be very, very quick in these instances to try and derail a person. Now there's a financial problem, Shaitan will try to take him to the bank manager's door. For what? To take lanat of Allah Ta'ala. So the person who adopts the taqwa at that time and stays with sabr, Allah Ta'ala will then open the door for him. And he'll open. We are not anywhere close to the capacity and the caliber of the pious predecessors. Allah Ta'ala won't put us through a test that we are not capable of. We are weak. We won't get those hard tests. Allah Ta'ala save us from all tests. But if something comes up, this is the, the lesson that we have to take. That if we are faced with any challenge, of whichever kind of challenge, this is the principle by which we have to conduct ourselves in the challenge. إِنَّهُ مَيَّتَّقِي وَيَصْبِرْ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِعُ أَجْرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq keep us steadfast on deen in every condition and keep us progressing and getting closer to him all the time وَآخِرُ الْدَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ It's reported in the hadith sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily Allah ta'ala will cause his face to shine at the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah what this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous actions and will save him from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Therefore we should try to daily recite this kalima la ilaha illallah a hundred times in our time and space at home and earn this great reward and this great blessing. Beside the Rosh Hashanah. صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
بكره إلى الكفر والفسوق والإسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم زجنا بزينة الإيمان واجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين إله العالمين يا الله وموس مسيف الموس غريشيس موس خائد موس لبيك الله إله العالمين يا الله فقيم يا الله يا الله فقيم أول وبيجين بيد السنز يا الله إله العالمين الدين يا الله ويا الموس سنفل سوز ونيو أرض يا الله But you are the most merciful, Ya Allah. You are the most gracious, Ya Allah. You are the most kind, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah. Show your makhfirat of the ummat, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat of the ummat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you remove the pain and suffering of the ummat, Ya Allah. Remove the hardships and difficulties of the ummat, Ya Allah. Remove the oppression from the ummat, Ya Allah. Remove the poverty of the Ummat, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Guide us and guide the entire Ummat to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us and the entire Ummat towards those A'mal that bring your happiness and pleasure, Ya Allah. That bring down your Rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire Ummat from such A'mal that bring down Azab, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, Ya Allah, blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Allahumma hdina wa hdibina wa ja'alna sababal liman ihtada. Allahumma hdina sa jami'ah. اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اهد الناس جميعا اللهم اجعلنا هداة مهتدين غير ضالين ولا مضلين إله العالمين يا الله keep a steadfast on deen يا الله grant us استقامة الدين يا الله الله grant us the wealth of taqwa and sabr يا الله keep us every moment of our life with taqwa and sabr يا الله إله العالمين يا الله save us from all the sins يا الله save us from all the haram يا الله الله you protect us and guide us يا الله الله you save us and protect us يا الله Allah, without your guidance and protection, we'll be destroyed, Ya Allah. Allah, you keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Yulahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of performing our five-time salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of reciting the Qur'an Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Grant us the tawfiq of making your zikr daily, Ya Allah. Allah, keep us 24 hours of our day in your remembrance, Ya Allah. With your obedience, Ya Allah. Yulahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to do all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Remove the pride, the malice, the jealousy, the ego, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alamin, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the A'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. Accept us and our progeny till Qiyamah for the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. إله العالمين يا الله all those who are sick of them شفاء كاملة عاجلة مستمرة دائمة Allah remove every taste of their ailments ya Allah Ilahu l'alamin ya Allah Those are in financial difficulties Remove it with afiyat ya Allah Grant barkat in each one's rizq ya Allah Grant us halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah Save us from every drop and grain of haram ya Allah Ilahu l'alamin ya Allah All those who have passed away Make their complete maghfirat ya Allah Give them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah Allah the time of all that take us with La ilaha illallah 
محمد الرسول اللہ اللہ ٹھیک ہے سر ایمان کامل اللہ ٹھیک ہے سر توبت النسوح یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سر تھینک یو پلیز ود اس اینڈ وی ار پلیز ود یو یا اللہ اللہ وی کا قبر گارڈن اف جنت فاس یا اللہ گرانٹ اس شفاعت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ اللہ اول دی ورک اف دین ٹیکنگ پلیس ایکسپٹڈ یا اللہ میک ا مینز اف ارننگ یور پلیجر یا اللہ میک ا مینز اف یور رحمت ڈسیننگ یا اللہ میک ا مینز اف پیپل گیٹنگ کلوزر ٹو ہدایت یا اللہ میک ا مینز اف پیپل گیٹنگ کلوزر ٹو یو یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ یو ایکسپٹ ون اینڈ اول یا اللہ ڈو ناٹ ڈپرائیو اینی ون اف اس یا اللہ ڈونٹ ڈپرائیو اس یا اللہ اللہ وی ڈونٹ ڈیزرو اینی تھنگ یا اللہ ایکنالج وی آر ناٹ ڈیزرونگ اف اینی تھنگ یا اللہ بٹ یو آر اکرم الاکرمین یا اللہ یو گیو دوز ہو ڈونٹ ڈیزرو یا اللہ اللہ یو شو یور رحمت اپون اس از ری اللہ شو یور گریس اپون اس یا اللہ اللہ شو یور مرسی اپون اس یا اللہ الہ العالمین نیک اس امنگ یور چوزن سرونٹس یا اللہ اللہ یو بیکم اورز یا اللہ یو میک اس یورز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اول دوز ہو یا اللہ آسٹ اس ٹو میک دعا فار دم یا اللہ دوز ہو ریز دیر ہینڈز ٹو دس دعا یا اللہ یو آر دا نو اف ایچ ونز نیڈز یا اللہ fulfill each one's jaiz needs from the ghayb ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah grant barkat in each one's life health wealth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant the best tawfiq to each one ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah make us yours ya allah and you become ours ya allah allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله